Hi there, this is Christine. After Act 3 of Dead in the Water, we're going to change up our format for a few weeks with a pair of discussion episodes where the Heroes cast reflects on our experiences with Dead in the Water. Send in your questions about the adventure or the show to heroes at theheidianway.com. Please support the show by telling your friends and coworkers and by leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It really helps out. Thank you, and now on to the show. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Currently, our story is Dead in the Water, and it can be found in the Star Wars Age of Rebellions GM kit. This is Act 3, Episode 1, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. Hey, and I'm Chris. I play Mandalorian Commando Motu Ordo, who is also a force emergent and whose duty is combat victory. I am Leslie. I play Kith, whose duty is sabotage. TV93 is played by Brent. He's a slicer and a sharpshooter. His specialty is enemy demoralization. Pro tip, it works on friends, too. If you have any. (laughs) I wouldn't know personally. (laughs) I am deeply hurt. Uh, I'm also Christine, and I play Lieutenant Nima Ptolemy, the group's leader, who is very hurt and very tired after this very long day. Uh, And her duty is personnel, uh, which means looking after all of the people aboard this ship. To get to know our characters better, I ask a question at the beginning of every episode. And in this episode, it is going to TV. The threat of TJ-11 is over, or at least for now. The droids under his control have started to awaken. How are you dealing with so many of these fresh-faced droids looking to these people, these meatbags, for instructions? Before I joined the Rebellion, I was also a T-Series tactical droid, commanding troops in battle. Commanding droids is part of my primary function. Although I have been reprogrammed by the Rebellion in so many wonderful ways that I enjoy so much. Yay, Rebellion. I still have my primary function as being able to control and maintain armies of droids. You might say it is like second nature to me, which is very depressing because I really don't enjoy my first nature, and so another one isn't helping anything at all. (laughs) To help all the listeners get caught back up, I'm going to have Kith give a quick recap as to what happened in the last episode. If I must... After Matu crashed for his uh, his little nap time, we headed to engineering to get the engines going because, well, TJ wasn't our only problem, and I'm too young to be collapsed into a singularity. Now, there was a bit of a tussle with, you know, shockingly, some droids, but we managed to free the main, main engineering crew. TV did some snooping with the black box from the astromech that I had grabbed. The box, not the astromech. And uh, then we headed our way down to engine number five, because that's where the bossy Celestin sent us. A bit of clever engineering after a bit of brilliance let us uh, disable the enemies before we went into the engine room, which meant we were able to swing some seriously excellent slicing and some, if I may say so myself, superlative mechanic fiddling without too many uh, explosions. Got the engine up and running, which meant we were up and running away from the black hole. And then we headed back up to engineering... Where we were welcomed like heroes, appropriately. 
And uh, TV is currently mucking about with TJ's brain in an attempt to grab control of the remaining legions of droids. Force help us all. So we have TV who, at the very, very end of last episode, was trying to slice into the mesh network of the droids that TJ had brought on board. The mesh network of droids that TV has been able to get into is starting to collapse. The subroutines that TJ had in place are just not there to keep going. Whatever set up this control network seems to have been gone. And while TV is in, it just doesn't feel to him that it's going to be able to be a stable instance. How depressing. How appropriate for you. What are you wanting to do on this network? So he's convinced that uh, controlling the droids is out of the question. Well, that whatever was powering the signal, it wasn't just a piece of tech that was broadcasting. It wasn't just a router that everyone hooked into. It was something more. And while TV has it up and running a bit, it doesn't look like he's able to keep all the connections going at the same time. Like, it's just overwhelming to him. I guess I'm trying to get a feel of, does this feel like a mystery that he would be able to solve with some dedicated computer checks? Or is this just whatever it is isn't there and uh, we need to go do something else? Does he, does he have a feel of whether or not it's repairable? Given enough time, it's repairable. If TV wanted to, he could probably successfully rebuild the link between all of these droids. Like, there's still 900-ish droids on the Shadow Raptor that are still functioning from this order, and most of them are still, or at one point, still linked into this. As it crumbles, yes, TV could start to um, try and rebuild this. But before TV gets much of a chance to try slicing in much more. There's a page for Kith, Nima, and TV to report to the infirmary. Typical. TV, are you done messing around with his head? The damage is extensive. I could repair the, the networks, but it will take some time. Then let's, uh, let's put that on our to-do list for later. Come on. I have no need for infirmaries. We were all paged here. I think it was a team thing. I'm guessing this concerns Matt, too. And I'm not sure about... Actually, Kith has been shot, too, like, extensively, right? Uh, last I looked, if I recall, Kith was, um, missing my little note sheet. It was nine. I was, I was, I was at nine. Badness. You may not need to go to the infirmary TV, but both Kith and I sure could do with a visit to the 2-1-B. No, I'm fine. Oh, or hopefully bad. an actual organic doctor. No offense, but I'm a little wary of um, at least any droid that we, we brought here board the Spinster's Loom. You say that a lot. Spinster's Loom? No offense. You'll say something about droids and then say no offense. You do well, it I'm, a lot. I'm trying to be... With that, he disengages and walks off towards the infirmary. Uh, do... just, just, just let it go. He's talking to you. It's a plus. For now. I mean, as long as he doesn't, like, convince you that the world is meaningless. That's just his way I, of being nice. I am nice. trying. It's... it's hard. And Nima will start walking after TV. Gith is bringing the head. And we screen wipe over to the infirmary? 
Yeah. When you get there, you see uh, Captain Sertuli standing next to uh, Matu, who's laying in a bed. Like His helmet's on the table right next to him. A couple sensors uh, sort of plugged in around, like, on arms and whatnot. As the three of you enter in, she calls you over. Thank you so much for what you've done. You've done so well. We, as a crew, are in your debt, and I'm happy to report that your companion here is awake and... Uh, what happened there, Matu? Matu sits up on the infirmary bed and starts to look at each crew member individually. Starts at TV, then to Kif, then to Nima, and says, I was somewhere else. I... I don't remember. And he leans up real close to Nima, puts one hand on either cheek, and goes... Are you real? <laughs> uh, Nima has recoiled slightly and started to lean back some because this, this came out of nowhere for her. And she's going to say, yes, are you okay? Did, did you, did he, did he hit his head? I don't remember him hitting his head. He wears a helmet. I wondered about that myself. LT, what's the status report? Did we get rid of that other droid? I hold up the head. You, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're in the infirmary. You fainted, and come say uh, brought you brought you here while we went ahead and uh, proceeded to the engine room. All right, where's my sword? I can help you finish off the rest of these droids. I think the droid killing is actually done. Hope, hope. So you're saying the ship's fully operational again? Well, we're no longer flying into a black hole. We're not flying into a black hole anymore, right? Uh, Nima asks, looking over at the captain, because Nima was back in the engine room and all that happened. It's not like she could actually see what happened. Righto, yes. No, the engine has given us enough maneuvering so that we're able to make headway against the black hole and have arrested our drift towards it. The corvette that has dropped out of hyperspace is helping as well, as we have tracked it onto it and are using it to pull us out. So once TJ was already shut down, the rest of the other battle droids shut down with it? Uh, that's potentially a complicated answer, or a complicated question. TV, you were trying to get an impression of all of them. What's, uh, what's your opinion on that matter? As you say that Captain Sertuli has a look of just sheer terror come across her face and just sort of looking startled back as she looks between Nima and TV. Different tactical droid. No, no. TV looks over and stares at her. He's on our side. So TV could use the comms to control those droids? Not the comm you're thinking of. It's more... If I'm understanding this correctly, and Nima looks to Kith for confirmation, it's sort of a core thing that his kind of droid, a tactical droid, can do. They were meant to be generals. Sadly, the network has suffered extreme damage. It will take some time to repair. Well, it sounded like you had a grand victory. Can't wait to hear all about it and how you 
Very flawlessly, and then for the first time since he woke up, Matu will examine everyone else to see how they're doing. They're standing there all bloody. <laughs> Kif pinches a smoldering part on her ears. <laughs> and just, she's sitting on the edge of the bed, holding the head, swing, kicking her feet like, the grown-ups are talking, I'll just sit here and wait. Nima has a couple of new, like, blaster scorch marks. Like, yeah, we both look uh, like crap. On her... Padded armor, uh, and she's she's cradling her her left arm, uh, the one that had been popped out of its socket brutally, uh, not an hour ago. I can't leave you alone at all, can I? <laughs> <laughs> I realized at this point that I have forgotten two things: one, to have the players generate a destiny pool, and as we are approaching the need or the possible need for having destiny points. So what did everyone get? One black. A dark side. Uh dark side. <laughs> dark side. We're a team. For a total of four dark side. We're good at this. <laughs> one of those fun little pools for me. But at least it's a nice and small one, which means it's gonna be a very quick turnaround on things. Alright. And then to roll duty, because well with everyone sort of banged up, extra wound or two is probably going to be helpful. A roll of 84. Which, considering how deep into duty everyone is... That could be me. I was about to say, it's either a kith or it's nothing. No, that is a kith. Woohoo! So, kith's wound threshold is increased by two, and everyone else's is increased by one. Awesome! Captain, do you need us anywhere in the moment? The things that I need to talk to you about can wait for a few moments while the medics see to you. Captain, those droids were given to us by Ogluck. I think she needs to be investigated thoroughly and aggressively. To which she nods and with a bald fist just sort of bites on a knuckle says yes, or at least nods yes. And that case, I'm just going to quickly get Christine and Leslie to roll medicine checks on yourselves. What does that mean? How many wounds do either of you have? Nine. I have seven. Off the top of my head, that means Kith is over half and Nima is a skosh under? Yep, Nima is just under. Thanks to uh, Kith helpfully stabbing Best her. Best kind of stabbing. Ah, uh, yes. Stabbing with drugs. So much fun. What that means is there are these two medics. They don't have scrubs on. It looks like they've got a form of some type of combat armor on. It's relatively light, but it does look like actual combat armor. As they're coming over, dressing wounds. And if I could get a medicine check of three yellow against for Kith, it's going to be one red, one purple. And for Nima, it's going to be one red. Okay. Leslie, do you want me to go first and kind of lead through how a medicine check works? I think that's a grand plan. Okay, because Mantu's made a few of these throughout, but it hasn't come up too often. So we've got three yellow versus one red, and I got one success and three advantages. So the way this works is Nima will heal one wound plus another wound for each success. So two wounds off of that. That number might be higher if these guys have any ranks in the surgeon talent. 
And in fact, they do. They have two ranks in the Surgeon Talent. Okay, so there are two ranks, plus my one success, plus one gets me to heal four of my seven wounds. And then the three advantages actually let me heal three strain. It's a kind of a nice extra little bonus as, you know, the adrenaline's coming down, she's got some nice painkillers in her, and she's a little more calm, a little less uh, in pain at this point. Okay, so three yellow versus a purple and a red for me? Correct. Okay, not saying it's going to happen, but what if bad rolls happen? Uh, threat can be still used as normal for bad things. It could be, hey, they kind of hurt you, dealt some strain or something while they're trying to fix you because it hurts. Um, failures are usually just treated as you don't heal anything, in my experience. As in they are unsuccessful in healing you. They might make you feel better, such as get a female advantage. A despair can be something going on and it just like say they're binding a wound in your side it doesn't feel quite right and you get a an upgrade to the difficulty going into your first roll after okay that's generally how i do medicine checks okay well i've got on the bright side you're gonna heal a number of success and a threat okay so in that case you're healing five wounds because the one base the two skill and the two for their talents that gets you five okay and then, because of their skill, they're able to fight off and have it only have one threat come through. And, yeah, I'm going to go with how they're binding your wounds. It's very effective, but it stings a little. And it's going to give you a setback on your first roll to happen between now and next session. So that's one setback. Better make sure it's a mechanics roll. Oh yeah. <laughs> Alright. Kif looks like she feels better. So as the two medics pull away and start treating other wounded that they're just slowly limping in, uh, Sertuli comes back over, waves Matu and TV in close, and she starts off with, We are in your debt, but there's more that we need to ask of you. Oglerk, acting on her own or in concert with Imperials or far, far worse, has caused more damage to us than we like to admit. We're down about 50 of our intelligence crew and at least that many of other crew amongst the ship. It's only because of you four that we haven't lost more and the ship itself. The Shadow Raptor is not in a position to go hunting for her, but if the four of you can find the source of these droids and make sure it can't happen to others or to us again, we will be forever in your debt. Take one of the shuttles when you need to, and it's at that point where she takes from the command pouches, or the little command cylinders on her upper left chest, or she pulls out one of them and hands it to Nima, and says, Take this. It's a surface-to-orbit comm unit. Check in when you make moves, and I hope to have some backup for you when the time is right. Two questions, Captain. The first is, uh, would you like us to head out immediately if at all possible before the trail gets cold okay do we have permission to gather some resources before we depart most certainly second uh, question in terms of those resources that r4 unit over there i ask that he be assigned to our squad oh no 
He's been invaluable in assisting us in getting this far. As Raimi starts sort of happily dancing from leg to leg, and then notices Matu and tries to hug his leg. <laughs> Mama's boy. <laughs> Sartuli looks over at the R4 droid and nods to Nima. Yes, by all means, the R4 droid can most certainly be with you and your squad. Thank you, Captain. Uh, let me back up for a moment, because I, kn- I know this has been far less time for Nima than it has been for me. <laughs> has it even been a day since we left Oglerg back at uh, Port Tuga? Maybe at the outside. Like, you're looking at about 23 to 25 hours in that range. So that still might offer us up some kind of lead. But I am going to ask Captain Sertuli, uh, what else can you tell us about Captain Oglerk? We know the name of her ship. Did you have comm frequencies for her? Other ports of call? Anything we could use to uh, give us a lead in case she's not at Port Tuga? Sadly not. She was handed off to us by another sector. It was a trusted communication and came in with very high credentials, with a shipment that was supposed to be far beyond what we thought it would be. Even with the losses we still have, it was still well worth sending you and well worth the risk. The only contact, the only position that we know for Oaklerk is Portuga. In that case, is there any way we could get, if we could get some credits, we might have to bribe a few people. I know where there's a million lying Pay around. Pay for some information. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We don't need a million. <laughs> uh, as Kith sort of pipes up with it, Sir Tuli looks over to her and just smiles. Reaches in, like she's still wearing her command jacket. Reaches inside, pulls out a small stack of cred chips, and hands it to Nima. As Nima's looking him over, you see, I'm going with 800 credits. This is what we can afford on short notice. We can see about having more later. This will be fine to start. I still have a little bit of money from a previous mission, too. Okay, uh, that's what Nima has for the captain at the moment. In terms of gathering supplies, uh, her two thoughts are to grab some stim packs and mostly for Keth, but everybody can use them, some grenades. Yes. Uh, as well as probably just retrieving random bits of gear. I don't know about everybody else, but like Nima's holdout blasters on the bottom of the ship and life support, her shields off on the aft hangar bay, like her stuff scattered all over. Huh. TV has thoughts on the matter. <laughs> That's shocking. <laughs> o- only one? Uh, okay, I'm going to requisition something probably a little foolish. Okay. Uh, but I really want a backpack. Like, I need a backpack to carry all this stuff. <laughs> By all means, How much yes. does a backpack drop you? Um, yeah, it's four encumbrance, I think. Yeah. Okay, good. Now I can carry all the junk that Kith has to pick up or all the hand grenades, whatever it is we've got a heart. I don't actually know where I stand at encumbrance. Yeah, four, four encumbrance is a lot. Ah. No, the backpack, absolutely, and yes, it allows carrying a lot more stuff. Dude, 
If, if, if it's four encumbrance, you can carry 40 stim packs. <laughs> Not that I think we'll need them. Just a thought. <laughs> or like in... We haven't been hurt that badly. <laughs> Lovely image. Uh, Nima was intending to grab four for her... <laughs> Not 40. I'll take one to top me back up to four. And grenades. There's a... No, I wouldn't exactly go with wide assortment of grenades, but yes. So, are we saying we all get um, a couple of grenades then? Like, Yeah. You can have a couple of grenades if you want them. Either frags or stuns. Take your pick. Uh, Nima is just going to grab a single stun grenade to replace the one that she had thrown earlier. Otherwise, she'll grab the forced impacts and set about retrieving her actual gear. And out of random curiosity, is anyone willing to pick up any emergency repair kits? I have an emergency repair patch. Technically, I have two, but I don't remember what they do. Uh, They heal droids. Okay. I was actually thinking about asking how Matt. And that is a good point. Um, Is that actually pointed out by somebody? Like in character? Because I don't think Nima would think of it herself, but as soon as it's brought up, she's going to feel real bad and grab some. (laughs) (laughs) And she's going to drive TV nuts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Typical. Has TV taken much damage? I don't believe so. Okay. In that case, I'm really figuring that Raimi would be sort of nudging the repair uh, node for where... Our two units are normally going in. There's a stack of these repair patches. Uh, what is it, boy? <laughs> well, what do you need? You need to. Do you need to read something up here? I I can get it down for you. What are these anyway? What are what? Uh, these things. Uh, it's a patch. It's a patch. You you just seriously you put it on droids to make them. It's a stim pack for droids. Oh. I have a couple. And she looks down at Raimi. Yeah. Um, TV, do you have some? I do. Uh, Nima's going to take two of them and pass them down to Raimi, and then she's going to go ahead and pocket two more. Okay. And she's looking a little a little embarrassed. Her uh, Her cheeks are flushing a little greener than usual. Never want to let that moment pass. TV will say, I noticed no one's asked me what I need. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, TV. Um, what, what, what do you need? Um, what can we get you? He looks over at the uh, person in charge of the, the gear and then looks over at Matu and looks back over at the person and says, I require one set of stun cuffs. <laughs> at the moment, I'm really figuring that the four of you have, like, we've sort of screen wiped over to in front of the uh, security armory, and that's where you're getting... I got my stun cuffs. Yeah, like, you've got this one uh, technician that all he does is catalog this stuff, make sure that he's here for when the security guards come by. Is Bane around? Beg your pardon? Is Bane around? Yes. Bane is around. His face looks like he's been punched a hundred times. Like, both eyes look like they're black. His cheeks look... It looks like something pretty nasty has happened to him. And he's 
slowly coming towards you, like, with a bit of a limp. Oh good, Matu, your armor was back. You got your armor back. That's wonderful. Bane, you are officially my new armor guy. You did a fantastic job. Really protecting me back there. And Matu will roll back and slap him on the back as hard as he can. To which Bane try like Bane tries to not feel it. Like he tries to just sort of subsume it, but he's been through too much and he stands there for a moment and then he collapses back against the wall. Or collapses forward against the wall. Oh, thank you. Being outside without an environmental suit is not for the experienced. Or, really, for anyone. Kith is staring completely in awe. At which point he just sort of pats Matu on the shoulder. That is so cool. At which point he goes through all four of you. Like making a point of shaking TV's hand, Kiss' hand, Nima's hand, and Matu's hand, and then trying to pat him on the back. And then there's uh, Raimi over there with his little manipulator claw sticking out, <laughs> kind of jumping up and down when he's moving past him at first. <laughs> Hateful, isn't it? <laughs> to which he would sort of squat down in front of and rub Raimi's dome. The four of you... Uh, the five of you have done an exquisite job. He waves the tech there to quickly get the items that you have all requested. Uh, hey, Bane, we've got to hunt down the scumbag who did this to us. Do you have any sort of infiltration or spy gear or... Leaving his hand in place on Raimi's head and then using Raimi to stand, he stands up. You can see his face is very, very thoughtful. We don't, but I know that the intelligence crew just got a shipment of interesting toys just before this whole kerfuffle. Bane thinks this was a kerfuffle. I'm afraid to think what he, he would think is a faff. All right, let's head down, get us some toys. Sounds like an excellent idea. Okay. And then the good old tracking shot wipe as the four of you move across and go to the one deck where you can see, like, you've got cubicles, you've got glassed-in areas, and this place is an utter mess. It looks like this entire place has gone through. There was a, in the back hangar bay, when, like, getting loaded onto the shuttle with uh, the captain and Kumse. There also was this fairly large computer thing, and it's now in the middle of the open space. And you can see people trying to run cabling to it. And most of the people who are there are centered around this thing, and it looks like they're trying to wire it back in. This isn't what was in that giant floating crate, is it? The mysterious floating crate? Or the one that was loaded on that was twice the size of an R2? Uh, no, not the mysterious floating crate. What was in the mysterious floating crate? We'll never know. It's no. mysterious. <laughs> I can't take it. A Rodian comes over, like, sort of, their Starfield eyes, looking at you, 
as he looks over, like, sees Matu and his sergeant rank on him. He sees the lieutenant insignia on Nima, snaps off a very quick salute, and goes, Welcome to Intelligence. It's a mess here. How can I help you? Look, I'm afraid that whoever we're hunting is going to be quite slippery, so if you've got anything that will transmit the coordinates from a long distance, something that we can apply quietly, but also at a distance. To which one of the long suckered fingers sort of comes up and scratches right before the little ear horn things. The large eyelids sort of blink across the star-filled eyes and looks to Matu, and as a Rodian can, he smiles and goes, I have just the thing for you. It is a tracker that we have just got in, and it is a throne thing that, eh, it is more aerodynamic than any of these grenades that I see you have. And he then pulls out a small data pad, which he looks around and just assumingly hands it to Kith, and holds up the throwing star fidget spinner-esque tracking device, and like, okay, who wants this? And he just sort of holds it and moves it, like, okay, which one? Holds it down to Rami. Kith raises her hand. Matu takes it. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I can throw at an additional range of medium because I have a very strong arm, which is given to me by the talent strong arm. (laughs) I'm trained in throwing things, man. Jerk. Kit scuffs the ground with her feet and just mutters. (laughs) No. (laughs) With that, the uh, tech goes to, like, looks to Nima, looks to Matu, it's like, Sirs, is there anything else? Do you have an E-11S sniper rifle? I think that would have been a question back (laughs) for the armory. Sorry, no, we don't have anything that is that obvious. Do you know who has an E-11S sniper rifle? Well, Bean might, but... We normally are not facilitating that style of intelligence gathering, or... It's because I'm a droid, isn't it? It's because the gun is as tall as you are. We try not to deal in imperial weaponry. We find that people have too much of an assumption with it. If you come across an E-11S sniper rifle, I want it. And TV walks away. To which he just sort of shrugs. I'm good. Here's the funny thing. We're going to be tracking Oglurk down. There, I can't believe I'm the one saying this, but there might be times where we don't want to stand out. We don't want her to see us coming and walking around with a bunch of rifles and... Swords and shields. Swords and, sh- and shields and Mandalorian armor and stuff like that might attract some attention. But not our little Bothan. Do you have any sort of costumes or secret outfits? Things that well, can... if you want, we've got a selection of clothing that it will fit most species. It will even fit this spindly tactical droid that you have as well. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just picturing TV in like a trench coat with a fedora on. Yes. Who's spindly? Have you seen your arms? 
Oh, with like a duster? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want a, du- a duster, and I want the witch hunter hat. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've just now established TV's next character arc. In which he becomes a bounty hunter? You look like that cartoon character, Desperado Droid. <laughs> <laughs> but Desperado Droid is so cool. How can he go wrong? Isn't that a kid show? That sounds that sounds wonderful. Uh, may we take a look? By all means. And points off in the direction of their clothier, and he snaps a salute and gets back working on trying to get this piece of computer equipment into uh, function. Okay, uh, Nima kind of like half-heartedly returned the salute. Like she's taking it, she's taking it seriously, but at the same time. There's no point in uh, standing on ceremony under the circumstances. Uh, so is there just like s- racks of the stuff here or is it just got to bug this guy? No, it. there's literally racks and racks and racks. It's all on sort of uh, a automated track system. So you're sort of holding the up or down button to go between the That's next awesome. rack. But yeah, there's a huge amount of clothing there. I think I want to know if... Uh... The rebel intelligence guy has a bounty hunter license. Ooh. Um, Just to lean into that Mandalorian mercenary theme. No, absolutely. Um, Well, okay, here's here's my thing. I kind of thinking that that one should either be a roll or a destiny point. Yeah, that sounds like an excellent buy that would give you great reason to run around and... Uh, armor and heavy weapons and even possibly provide a cover story for TV as well oh this is my droid (laughs) 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 okay uh, Matu will examine this license and uh, all the details while I uh, try to come up with a name Uh, Kif and Nima can go play dress up I love that you assume that Kith is going to play dress-up. She is the least standouty of all of you. Combined. Averaged. Anything. She's just a little bothin'. Nobody pays attention to her. Nima is totally playing dress-up. <laughs> <laughs> Kith will grudgingly help. That I just kind of like. Yeah. And yeah. the No, that doesn't suit you, dear. Try a size down. Are, are you sure? I really think... You, no, purple oh. with your, your cheeks, just that's going to clash. Oh, right. Could someone please deactivate me? <laughs> <laughs> As he's standing there with a uh, trench coat on and somehow has found a hat that fits. He's like, so cool He has looking. a flat Oh, if I actually have that, then I'm just... If I actually have that, then I'm just staring in the mirror. Asking <laughs> <laughs> in the awesome. Uh, all he needs occasionally turn from side to side. Now. Kith will take, like, a roby thing that allows for free movement, but that's that's as far as she'll go. All right. With a hood. <laughs> now I need a headset so I can look like a, a skulking teenager. <laughs> Matu, in the meantime, is looking at the bounty hunter license, and uh, he says, Nick No Eyes Nova Strider? What kind of a name is No Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd better not take off my helmet. This does not look like me at all. And yeah, as it goes through, it's like, was part of a crew that 
somehow was defending a temple of the wills out in uh, unknown space. So we're going to call you no eyes the entire time, right? Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I mean, to stay in character. So I'm just sort of wanting to finish up with Nima there. What is Nima looking for to try and disguise with? Something pretty. Like, are you trying to disguise like being armored and then like having f- robes over it or what? I don't think I, I can't see anything that kind of poofy. I was giving some thought to what she might try to try to grab. Uh, and there probably is some sort of layering, but not to that same degree. No, no long ropes or anything like that. She would look more for an armored jacket or something of that of that kind, something she could layer over more civilian-looking clothes. She would definitely opt for, you know, pants as opposed to a skirt or something like that. One, the potentially extra protection if these are armored, and two, we're, she's assuming we're going to have to run around and do stuff. Do they have anything like... Anything simple like that. Something that would help her just blend into sort of the general uh, crowd. Yes. Yes, they do. In fact, you can find something that is... It may not be padded armor, but due to your body type, you're able to find something that is really close. It has... It's almost like what I call motorcycle armor now, or motorcycle gear now, with like okay. integral plates and... Like, not quite to the point of, say, laminate armor or something like that, but it definitely has it has some protection to it. Yeah, the, the jacket's got a little bit of bulk to it, but it's one of those things that if you're not looking too closely at it, you may not realize, oh, there's plates in there. Precisely. Almost we can say that it's armored clothing. Huh, funny that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nima is is quite pleased with this. Uh, if it's a pretty looking jacket and it can help protect her, then absolutely. Does Does it have fringe or glitter or both? No, no, no. I, I think she's more sim. She's simpler than that. Mm. It's probably has an abnormal number of pockets that are completely impractical <laughs> for the most part. Uh, but n- no fringe, no like extra decorations to that degree. The one Nima's thing not that, that girly. all of you are noticing for any of the clothing, you're not quite sure why. It seems weirdly impractical, but on the inside lining, it has the Starhawk of the Rebellion on it. Like a stylized Starhawk of the Privateers on the inside of the lining. Holding it up, you can see it. Wearing it, you'd never be able to tell. Hmm. It still seems odd that you would mark all of your top secret clothing or armored clothing, she'll say to the guy working the computer core who's in charge of this stuff. Eh, well, that Syrian who was in charge of that, uh, he he was an artiste, and because of that, uh, he, he does his thing. The other hand, they're fine threads. Well, I guess as long as nobody's looking too closely, it should be fine. By this point, you've collected up all of your gear, like the vibrosword for Matu, the shield for Nima, assorted tools for Kith, because I'm pretty sure that in the events of last episode, that a few of them had been scattered around Engine 5. Mm-hmm. You keep thinking that. That's why it's Velcro, man. Use it, stick it back. <laughs> so what kind of ship are we flying in here? 
awesome. It is a Kappa class shuttle. Now, is this? Do they have one that wasn't the one we shot with an ion cannon, or the one I ran into with a Y wing, or is this one of those two? They actually have two other ones in there. Oh, good. There was four of them. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that looks really neat. Uh, Ramy, what's it called? Uh, do you feel like called? taking what's the helm? Ramy will go up to the front and plug into the droid socket. I don't know if you guys saw, but I I made this version of maze rats called womp rats and i had i invented a table for naming military ships so if you're willing i'm gonna roll this table and it's gonna name this military ship all right yes do it uh, that sounds like he's playing a with broken glass there we go <clears throat> uh okay there's one, and then uh, the stalwart peacekeeper. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the stalwart peacekeeper is this Kappa class shuttle. It, like for our listeners, it looks think like the Lambda class shuttle, which was a shuttle that took over from it, but with really stubby wings that don't really flap down much. And it's got a massive type engine at the top. It almost looks like it's a roof rack more than an engine. And it's got the same sort of tilted down nose of a Lambda shuttle from Return of the Jedi. But it's more of a troop carrier kind of ship instead of a officer mover. Like personal shuttle type thing. This is a troop mover. Um, okay, so I, I, I have a question. Or I guess I have a request. Um, so it's a pretty big, I mean, looking at the floor plan here, it's pretty big, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so if Raimi's flying and everyone else has been up for like 25 hours, um, I'd like to do a little scene if possible with Matu kind of messing around with something in the, in what would be the ATPT bay. And then... If you feel it appropriate, Ben, maybe everyone can roll vigilance or something to see if they notice me doing the thing. Okay, I I'm willing to indulge this. Oh, cool, thanks. Um, so unless there's anything else, was there any other procedural stuff we needed to cover on launching astrogation, that sort of thing? No, space-wise, you have moved less than a light year. When you guys showed up at the Shadow Raptor many, many episodes ago, it was at a distance orbiting this black hole. It was trying to do a slingshot hyperspace maneuver around it. It didn't work out because of droids, and so the hyperspace coordinate jump is nigh identical to the jump that the Spinster's Loom did all those episodes ago. Okay. Yeah. Raimi is has those coordinates, is able to just pretty much go up, almost set the ship on autopilot, and flick it off. The one thing that, like, this does have windows going through the sides, just so that people can see what's going on. And you do see on either side, as you're heading out to a proper hyperspace distance, you can see a X-wing on either side of you. Like flying in formation. How cool is that? 
It means they don't trust us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> let, let her have this one, TV. I'm an expert in not being trusted. I know it when I see it. <laughs> okay, uh, so I, I presume, if it's okay to say so, that Kif and Nima are asleep, trying to catch a little rest between this whirlwind mission here? Uh, that sounds pretty pretty accurate. Uh, getting shot will take uh, take it right out of you. <laughs> Leslie, we, we good there? Yeah. I'm, I can't hear my head rattle. I'm nodding. Fair do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kith, Kith is is lying on on the bunk with her her legs up the wall. She she fell asleep while she was fidgeting with something. <laughs> she is in fact snoring with her head tilted over the edge of the bed. And Nima will get a blanket down and <laughs> drape it over top of Kith where she lies, and she'll be a little more. We'll make a few more preparations before she's turning in. So Matu took a quick peek around the ship just to make sure that Nima and Kith were asleep. I have no idea what... I mean, TV doesn't sleep. I don't know if he pretends to power down. If he does power down, I don't think Matu even thought to worry about it. I don't know why. It's not... I don't think it's a droid prejudice thing. Maybe a part of his mind is just like, I could always just order him not to talk about it if he catches me or whatever. But he sneaks back to the, the cargo bay. And he sets up in the corner a tiny little hollow projector, and he inserts, a, connects a data pad to it and powers it up. And it's playing an old newsreel from about 20, 30 years ago. And it features, it's a essentially propaganda sort of newsreel, similar to the ones they played during World War II, uh, during the Clone Wars. And it says something to, akin to like, On the front line of Christophus, Jedi Generals Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi lead brave clone forces at the Vanguard. And it's got, you know, uh, pictures of our famous lovely Jedi swinging their lightsabers around. And as he's watching this intently, there's a moment where, it's probably Anakin, he chops a battle droid in half, lifts up the top part with the Force, hurls the top part into another battle droid, causing their blasters to misfire and hit a third battle droid. It's a very cool move. And Matu pauses it, rewinds it a little bit, watches it again, pauses it, rewinds it, and then freezes it at the moment where he's lifting the battle droid with the force. He turns to the left, looks at his sword, which he placed about a meter away, outstretches his hand, and in the background, there's this gentle. And it moves about an inch. And he goes, ah! And then he just kind of stares at it while beads of cold sweat bubble to his forehead. TV rolls to success on one advantage for vigilance. <laughs> Don't you have to go against a difficulty? <laughs> I don't care. I have two success in one advantage. I mean, we could say that he's literally standing behind him. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Um, that actually makes more sense because he's sort of in one of the... Since it's the cargo area, it would be the droid recharging ah. area as well. So he's just sort of plugged in to charge up. And then as it skitters across the floor a little, like that inch... There's TV seeing it. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. TV will step forward. Ah, ah, TV. Um, didn't see you there. 
Uh, how are you're manifesting force powers? What? That's preposterous. I am not manifesting force powers. I'm a Mandalorian. True. You move the sword with your brain. I don't know what you're talking about. Your photoreceptors need calibration. It was right there. It moved. Oh, and I suppose you're going to tell me exactly how much it moved. I could if you like, but it hardly seems relevant. Mm. Um, there's a very deep conflict going on in Matu right now, whether he should fess up to anything or not. May I ask you a question? Alright. During your battle with the other tactical droid, you suffered a statistically significant disadvantage in combat in order to spare its cranial unit. Why? I don't know. It seems that I don't know a lot of things these days. One of the nice things about you being you is that pretty much everything you say is true. Listen, I don't know if a droid can understand this, but Mandalorians don't always think in logical terms. At least I never did. Really? Mm. You don't say. <sighs> There's a concept in Mandalore called Resolnare. The six tenets that one must live by to be Mandalorian. To me, that's always signified that there's something deeper than our thoughts and our emotions. A spiritual connection that guides us. At the moment, it felt wrong to absolutely destroy that droid. I don't know if it means that I'm starting to think of the droids differently, or if it was just a matter of me wanting to maintain whatever intelligence we could keep on the droid. I've tried to wonder if there was a logical reason, but it, when it comes down to it, none of it feels right in my heart. What does feel right is that I was supposed to do it that way, so I did. So do you believe that droids would also share in this spiritual capacity? That's a very deep question. But one of the tenets of Resolnare is that anyone could be Mandalorian if they follow the six tenets. I don't see why a droid couldn't. I see. I am... Um... Grateful that you spared his cranial unit. I will not reveal your secret if you do not wish me to. Alright. Then if you're going to bear the secret, then I need you to bear a little responsibility. Oh no. If it, whatever is happening to me starts to look like it's getting out of control... I'll put a bullet in your head. I think you and I are starting to understand each other. Indeed. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. And you can find me, Christine, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's 1-2-T-H and Night with a K. The meat sack that plays TV93 can be found on Twitter at iBrentBrown. Leslie and her counterpart, Kith, are also available on Twitter at LeslitGS. And you can follow me uh, at SilZeroChris, that's spelled S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. It is named after um, my other podcast where we play Edge of the Empire called Silhouette Zero. Check that out. Um, also, you can follow Matu on Twitter at MandoMatu. Um, he is apparently very opinionated on how to build sandcastles, <laughs> so check that out. We're at TheHydeanWay.com, where you can find previous episodes, as well as our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. And our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes and help us out by reading and reviewing us. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. Hey, uh, uh, Ben, I, ha I have a question. What if I want to run dead in the water... 
but instead of the cool party that's on uh, Hi- Heroes of the Hiding Way, I've just got like an astromech, a gand, and um, a human, and they're all dancers. Well, we're going to be having a discussion episode coming up, and you can send in questions like that or other questions for any of the cast of So if I want to verify if my Raimi TV fanfiction <laughs> headcanon is good... <laughs> That's going to have to wait till the end of Friends Like These. But... <laughs> what just happened? You just got set up in fan canon with Raimi. Oh. <laughs> and Chris just killed me. Oh. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I have to wipe my eyes, but oh, I'm yeah. good. This is your ultimate revenge. But other questions that we can answer related to Dead in the Water, we will try and get to as many as we can, and you can send them to us at heroes at com. Uh, if you would like to support the show, <laughs> not so much the fan fiction, but just the show in general, uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash way. On the other hand, if you want to submit fan fiction to, through the Patreon, please do. It'll make sure everyone oh, in the <laughs> yeah, cast gets tweet it. me it. Tweet me all of your Raimi <laughs> no. TV fan fiction, please. Uh, who yes. knows? We might oh even read gosh, some yes. of it on an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> If it, whatever is happening to me starts to look like it's getting out of control. I'll put a bullet in your head. I think you and I are starting to understand each other. Indeed. <laughs> the Star Wars had bullets? Yes, slug throwers. <laughs> I knew something! Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, slug. Excellent. <laughs> good job, Leslie. I didn't even proud of you. Ben, I have a question. I want to run Dead in the Water, but I have, you know, uh, but I don't have that that group. I've got two Wookiees and a Chadra <laughs> fan, and they're all pilots. How do I? How would I deal, with, I that? deal with that? You make one of them a droid. Um, <laughs> the old two Wookiee Chadra fan problem. <laughs> it's a classic. Uh, I'm so glad that we're recording this part. <laughs> I stopped making notes, so it can only go at the because end. Because if this doesn't go at the end, I don't know <laughs> or, what you know, something like that. I remember my first two Wookiees <laughs> in a Chadra fan. 